Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today we are going to be talking about food, diets, binge eating, overeating, and how to make sure you don't go through all of your supplies. Kevin Bersiaga dealt with multiple eating disorders in his 20s before he developed his own method to overcome them. Now he teaches his method of recovery, the empowered eating system, to students, young professionals, athletes, and men to help them eat right anytime, anywhere. Kevin's mission is to help 100,000 young professionals, men, and students overcome eating disorders. Kevin is a physical therapist and a YouTuber. He lives in Modesta, California, where he sees patients, and he helps people all over the world in his coaching business. He's also a son and a brother. In his free time, he likes to work out, read, learn, make videos, and travel. Hey, Kevin. It's a real pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for having me. So weight and diet and food and all this good stuff. I mean, I know myself, I would love to lose an extra 20 pounds. And, you know, dieting is no fun. I've, I did a juice fast a little while ago and dropped like five pounds. And now I think I've given it back. So (laughs) (laughs) isn't that always the story, right? It always comes back, right? Every day I did XYZ diet. Mm-hmm. I saw fat, sick, and nearly dead, and it inspired me, and then it crashed and burned. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, so how did you get involved in, you know, talking about, like, eating disorders and, you know, food and, and how to eat healthy and maintain a healthy body weight and all this good mm-hmm. stuff? Well, it certainly wasn't the plan. But when I was 20, I was a confused college student like a lot of college students. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I developed this really strong interest in health and fitness and nutrition, which, you know, wasn't wrong. There's nothing wrong with that per se, but then it turned into this unhealthy obsession and I started tracking everything and I was weighing stuff and uh, scanning the nutrition labels and the ingredient list. It kind of took over my life and Mm -hmm. I became Instead of improving my health, I actually ruined my health, not permanently, but I started losing weight. I was anemic. I was always tired. Uh, I remember I had bleeding in my eye, and I'm not sure what that was to this day. I, maybe a problem with my pituitary gland, but mm. I went to an endocrinologist, and I was making no luteinizing hormone. Oh, wow. Which is mm-hmm. what, so no luteinizing hormone, no, t- no testosterone. Yep. Mm-hmm. So no sex drive at all, like no fantasies. Uh, when it went a year and a half without masturbating, which is crazy when you're 21 yeah, uh-huh. or 22. Uh-huh. I mean, most 21-year-old males, they can't go 18 hours right. without pulling it out. And me, I went a year and a half. I think that was the first time I, it alerted me that something was wrong. Right. Uh, I'm sorry it took that long, but. Uh, so that that ended up progressing to you know, chewing and spitting and binging, purging, binging, fasting, and a bunch of other disordered behavior that took over the next ten years of my life. 
And uh, finally, I recovered, and now I'm helping others with similar problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know those hormone imbalances, they can really mess with people. Like, not only does it mess with your physiology, but it can affect your mind and your moods and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, absolutely. And And I don't think I was feeding myself what I needed to produce that. So that's, that explains the hormonal imbalance. You've got, you've got to have your fats. You've got to have your carbs. You've got to have a little bit of protein in there. I mean, it, it, you don't have to weigh everything and track everything, but the signs were there and I was ignoring them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, weighing out your food. And I know from just myself, like tracking like the calories and stuff and trying to do a lot of meal planning, it can be very time consuming, especially if you're, like you're saying, like starting to weigh out your food and this kind of stuff. So how did you kind of like turn the corner and realize that you're going down the, the wrong path with your food and your diet and, you know, like turn the, you know, turn the corner so that you can start being more healthy? I tried a bunch of different things. I tried the various diets and intermittent fasting and willpower and all these other things that I thought I needed. And then I realized what I needed to do was challenge my own beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, for example, instead of waiting to take action and waiting for those ideal circumstances, which were never going to come, I just decided that now was the time. These circumstances were never going to be better, wasn't going to improve. Nothing was going to come into my life and save me and change everything. I was the solution, and today was the day to start taking action. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't an overnight transformation, but at least I got that process started. Mm-hmm. And at least I started to take ownership of my problem instead of waiting longer and longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know, too, like when for myself, for example – speak for my own personal experience and you know I in general I feel like I eat healthy but then like I notice like sometimes I stay up too late and I I sometimes find myself eating to stay awake because I'm tired or like so I'll go to the kitchen and like snack on things even though I'm not hungry necessarily and so there's like these behavioral patterns that I'm sure all of us must have do you find that I I find a lot of night eating Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that comes back to poor sleep hygiene mm-hmm. and other times that's just ingrained habit. Just like, oh, that's just what I do at mm-hmm. midnight. You know, I go to the kitchen, graze and put my hand in the cookie jar. Yeah, right. Next thing you know, the cookie jar is empty or the ice cream carton is empty or, or, or something. Um, yeah. I, I, I hear that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So what did you do to like start challenging your beliefs and, and, you know, start to break some of these patterns? It was a lot harder than, than what I thought because it's, it's easy to delay that process. We always like to dream about changing, but we never like to do it. Mm -hmm. There's that, there's that long, that big gap between where you are now and where you want to go. It's kind of like, uh, you're, you're crossing a, a raging river. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it'd be great to be on the other side, but I don't want to be there. But I don't want to have to do the work to get there. Mm-hmm. So it took it took me so many years to finally realize that I I had everything I needed to change, and like there was no other day in the future 
that was going to be better. Now was that best time. So it took, it took a long time for me to finally realize that because it was comforting to believe that some external force was going to change it or some change in my circumstances was going to change it. So just, just believing that today was the best day to change took me several years. Mm-hmm. Just that one step. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, they say the first step is the hardest, right? It certainly was. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people too, you know, when they're, you know, looking across the river, you know, at that goal weight or whatever, that goal pair of jeans and figuring out like, how do I get for where I am right now to there? I think there's probably a big, like, I don't know what to do, question mark. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, there's, there's always, and I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the hesitation. It's like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, if you don't know what to do, do something. You know, that usually you take one step and then you can see the next two steps and then maybe the next three steps and the next four steps. So if you never take that first step, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. So if you're not sure what to do, do something small. Just mm-hmm. look, just identify one small change that you can make and do that. At least you get some momentum. Mm-hmm. At least you can say that you did something. At least you're improving a little bit. Do something. You don't have to transform yourself overnight. I think that's another reason for the hesitation is that we think that the transition is going to be really hard. And then our brains give us this resistance like, oh, no, don't do that. That's really scary. Just keep doing what you're doing. So if their brain is coming up and like throwing resistance, blocking us, derailing us, um, what are some things that people can do to kind of help uh, make their brain feel a little less threatened by some of these changes that we might consider making? Don't never say that you're going to start tomorrow because what happens is, is that you justify bad behavior now because, well, I'm going to start tomorrow. Everything's going to be different tomorrow. I'm going to be a new person tomorrow. I'm going to have all this willpower and, blah, 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 and it never happens. But what that does is it creates bad behavior today because if you think it's going to be the last time, mm-hmm. then you have no incentive to behave today because you think that tomorrow is going to be radically different. This is the last time. Well, I can tolerate one more time. I can tolerate one more time. Problem is that last time becomes hundreds of times because you get that, you hear that voice in your head, start tomorrow, start tomorrow, start tomorrow. Don't do it now. Don't do it now. Wait for something. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. And that alone becomes its own, I hesitate to use the word, but it is like an addiction. Like you're just addicted to waiting a little longer. You're addicted mm-hmm. to dreaming. You're addicted to planning, but you never want to execute. Mm. Well, and then you might have to go through the withdrawal from your sugar addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I don't think it's so much the physical effects. I mean, some people have reported mm-hmm. um, you know, real effects of withdrawal, like an alcoholic who can't have his, his whiskey anymore. I think for me, it was just when I stopped, there was this void, not necessarily an emotional void. It's not like I felt like I had no meaning or purpose in life, nothing like that. But just I had spent so much time engaging in that behavior and so much time dreaming about the change. It's like, now what? Mm-hmm. 
It's like you spend an entire year running for office and then you win and you're like, now what? And Mm -hmm. because you spent so much time dreaming and planning and now you don't have that, that, that pleasure. You don't have that, that sense of like instant gratification. So you have to be alone sometimes and you have to spend that free time doing other things. It's like, what do I do now? What Mm -hmm. happened? Where's my friend? I feel so alone. There's this big void in my life. What am I going to do? All right. What are you going to fill that with? Right. That's what's scary. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to adjust to it. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not overnight. Mm-hmm. And then that might be where, you know, filling that void with dreams of the future. Or what's next? Or, you know, like the next step, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah, what, am I, what are my goals going to be now? Because for so many years, my goal was to get over my eating disorder, get over my eating disorder, start eating healthy, start making better decisions, blah, blah, blah. It was the same thing. But then once I beat it, it's like, okay, what are my goals now? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, who what? am I without this, um, uh, this uh, well, basically these excuses. <laughs> <laughs> to put yeah. off the changes, you know, it, it, it's like it's like you're in an in an abusive relationship, and you know you need to get out, but you're too afraid to leave because mm-hmm. you don't know what's next. Right? What am I going to fight? What's my enemy? I need I need some some sort of resistance in my life, and if I don't have this problem, then what? Right? Who am I without this problem? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's been so long. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I think I'd like to actually maybe pick your brain for some of like those little do something small things that people can do to, you know, start shifting in the direction Mm -hmm. that they want to go. Sure. All right, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Since we're talking about making changes that will improve your life, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. This home study course is all about creating the life you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, If you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the Moment, It's Your Life will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, drop a few pounds, take a trip, or learn a new craft. If you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back. If you're ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment, It's Your Life is for you. Just go to HolisticSexEdRadio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, It Will Change Your Life. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. 
Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, we're back. So Kevin, let's talk a little bit about like what people can do to kind of get started on this path of, you know, like say, like me, I want to, you know, get rid of this extra 20 pounds or whatever. Like what are some small things that I could start doing? Cause you know, it's like, I'm dealing with like, yeah, I stay up too late. Yeah. I spend too much time in front of the computer. I snack at night. Um, I love all those delicious foods, you know, it's like I'm stocked up, you know, have my, my pantry going here. And so how can I make my, my pantry, my, my resources last, you know, rather than just like go through and eat all these really delicious things (laughs) (laughs) too quickly. Uh Uh-huh. The one, one exercise I like to do with clients at the beginning is make a list of all the bad behaviors you want to correct and make a list of good behaviors that you want to, to start and then identify the one bad behavior that's easy to break. Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't, let's, let's just say you're, you're a night eater or something. That might be a little harder, mm-hmm. but is there some other small habit in your life that, that you could implement uh, or that, that you could break? So for example, a lot of people wake up, they immediately check their phones. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't, I don't think that's a good way to take off because there could be a really bad email or maybe you see a headline or maybe there's a text message and, um, and now, now your whole morning is ruined and cause you're thinking about this now. So can you go maybe 30 minutes or an hour without looking at your phone mm-hmm. when you wake up? Most, I think most people could do that. That's a, that's easy. Well, I say that because it would be easy for me, but maybe mm-hmm. for other people, it wouldn't be. That's the point of the exercise is which one of these habits would be easy to break starting now. Right. And then, and then get that, that win. Cause when you win, you get that surge of, of endorphins. It's like crossing the finish mm-hmm. line. Yay, right. I did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get that, get some momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those small wins are, can definitely be, powerful and inspire you to continue on and get more wins. Exactly. One win leads to another. Mm -hmm. So what else are like some small things that people could do? I mentioned sleep hygiene. I think that's, I think that's a problem, Mm -hmm. especially now. Uh, You know, we're a lot of people are, have stay at home orders, uh, stay at home orders and they can't leave and there's no structure. So they don't have, they don't have to be in an office at a specific time. So they've, so they don't have that same schedule that they used to that same regimentation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, sometimes they go to bed at night 30, sometimes it's 10 30, sometimes it's 11 and it's just all over the place. Why don't you just be as consistent as you possibly can pretend like you have that, that commute pretend like you have to be somewhere. And put, put those electronic devices in airplane mode an hour before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't, be, don't be in your inbox you know, right before you go to bed. Don't be blasting loud music into your ears right before bed. Have, that, have a nice landing. It's kind of like a plane. It doesn't go from 30,000 feet to the runway. It, it's a gradual descent. And I, I think that, I think that helps a lot of people just having that, that routine at least seven or eight hours a day. Yeah. And for me, 
I like sleeping like in a really dark, quiet place. And so like I have my, my curtains, my window all blacked out and, you know, I could try to create this really nice area to, to sleep in. Like I, I don't have any electronic things. So like there's no glowing lights in there. Um, And so I just like to have it really dark and quiet and cool. And, you know, I have a, these sheets that I really love, you know, mm. um, you know, so I really try to, to make my sleeping space, you know, kind of sacred, you know, cause I do spend more or less a third of my life there. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good investment Yeah, to get mm-hmm. some good, some good sheets. Uh, I won't, I won't name specific brands, but there are lots of good mattresses out there. Mm-hmm. That will deliver straight to your home and it lasts for 10 years. And if you're going to spend a third of your next decade on this one piece of equipment, probably, it's probably a good investment. So you know, don't go cheap on that. Uh, some people use like high frequency music that you can find on YouTube or background noise. I use jet noise, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that hum of an airplane engine, obviously it's not real, but Mm-hmm. Just having having that ritual, having that that background noise, I think helps. Or a ceiling fan, for example. Mm-hmm. Or now, mm-hmm. as we enter uh, uh, summertime, the the window air conditioner, you know, turn mm-hmm. that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that helps to block out noise, maybe street noise, or or wherever you know, wherever you happen to live. It, yeah, and it's it's comforting in mm-hmm. a way, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to dead silence. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. So anything else that you can think of as far as, you know, like small things that people could do to, uh, to help address like these, this eating issues that we, we find ourselves engaging in. Sure. But even, even people who are on a bad diet are doing at least one right thing. Um, so let's just say, for example, your diet isn't good. Well, identify at least one food that you should keep in your diet. So for example, let's just say you have a lot of processed carbs and a lot of processed foods, but you have a banana for breakfast or as part of your breakfast. Well, great. So keep that one habit and use that as an anchor and start adding other habits to that one habit. Okay. So just identify one right thing that you're doing and then add more right things. Don't try to and don't go through your, your cabinets in your in the refrigerator and throw everything out and adopt this super healthy whole foods diet overnight. Why don't you just make one change, one swap? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. And then it's kind of like tricking your brain because your brain doesn't perceive this radical change. Right. But if you do that every day, that's a big change. And your brain mm-hmm. doesn't give you that pushback. Right. Yeah, it makes sense slip in those healthy things kind of under the radar so that your body's not like, Whoa, what is this? It, does, it doesn't set off the alarms. Uh-huh, right. You know, you're not, you're not waking up the, the greyhound in the backyard when you do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, let's see. So what else can you think of? So simple changes, uh, sleep hygiene for sure. Mm-hmm. Make a uh, list. Mm-hmm. Make, yeah, make a list of those easy ones. Uh, for example, for me, I always had this bad habit. I think it's an American thing of eating while driving. Oh, at, least, uh-huh. at least I see that quite often. I was I was passing. I, I was on the highway here, 
mm-hmm. and there was there was this backup like taillights and thinking what what's going on and that line of cars was going to the Popeye's drive through it was about <laughs> 20 20 cars uh-huh, long uh-huh, uh-huh, coming uh-huh. out of the drive through onto the highway so had to change lanes wow well how much you want to bet a lot of those meals are eaten while while driving Okay, I get, apparently it's so good, you can't wait until you get home. It's just, it's, ha- it's about having standards and having boundaries, like specific times when you eat, specific locations where you eat. Not, it's not just the diet itself. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to say how you eat is just as important as what you eat. Right, you absolutely. This, yeah, you could be eating like super duper healthy stuff, like $15 avocado toast, but if you're eating it while you're on the highway and traffic is horrible and you're just like eating it and you're looking at your phone at the same time, I argue that's not a really healthy meal. You're better off having like a, I don't know, egg McMuffin that you eat in the silence without all the distractions and you're actually tasting the food. Mm-hmm. So what I hear is be mindful while you're eating. Yeah. Slow down. Mm-hmm. It's, like we always have to have some distraction while we're eating. I don't, right. I don't quite understand that. Well, right. and actually, don't they say too that all this distracted eating like helps to lead to overeating because maybe you're not paying attention to the full signals and things like that? Yeah, there's yeah, there's evidence that um, you don't you don't produce enough leptin, which is mm-hmm. that hormone that tells your brain stop. Mm-hmm. But when you're distracted and you're checking you know, social media accounts or your email and you're doing all this work and your brain doesn't get that signal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or there's times too, where I've been eating something that is just like so good and like, Oh, I'm full. You know, it's like the, the, the Thanksgiving meal kind of thing. It's like, Oh, this is so good. I just have to finish it. Even though I'm stuffed, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Or it's, it's the distraction of everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's so that's one reason why people eat more at Thanksgiving. First of all, it's only one day of the year, but mm-hmm. second of all, you have the conversation and, there's a lot of distraction. You're not really paying attention. I mean, the food is almost like a detail at that point. Yeah. Oh, what's really funny is like, I find that I don't overeat at Thanksgiving and I don't know, you know, I mean, it's kind of like the tradition. That's like what you're supposed to do. And I don't know. I can't remember the last time that I was like, actually like really stuffed on Thanksgiving, like, Oh, bring me the stretcher, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. But then there's like these, like the other day I just made like these eggs with, feta cheese and some ham and I was like wow this is so good and I like I was full and I ate the rest of it (laughs) my dog wanted the she wanted the little bit and I was like no I'm gonna eat that and uh yeah so that's kind of a thing isn't it it is especially now Mm -hmm. Uh, stuck at home no schedule no no structure I find that the structure helps a lot so I try to try to help my clients design some sort of structure during the day. Can so do you, you think do- like like meat like certain set times for meals is beneficial? Yeah, I do. I mean, be be flexible to an extent. Well, sure. But having uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like okay, it's going to be at twelve noon. Have to eat at this time, but you know, having yeah, th- those times like early afternoon or early evening. I mean, you know your body better than others. You know when you get hungry and when you're not hungry. But yeah, having, I think having that structure, but also having structure in the rest of your life too. 
Because mm-hmm. if you're not commuting, if you're working from home, if you're going to school from home, now you've got to create your own structure. So what are what are some what are some non-negotiable things that you can put on your schedule? Can you work out at the same time? Can you sleep at the same time? Do you do you have to meet somebody at a specific time? You know, put those on your schedule. It gives you some semblance of structure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've been hearing a lot about that, how important that is for the kids and stuff, especially being out of school right now and trying to do schoolwork. And then that's like one of the first things I heard people were suggesting is, you know, set up a day, you know, get dressed like you're going to go to work or school and, you know, have that start that structure, the schedule. So same goes for food. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like make believe. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just pretending like I have to be out of the house at this time mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. to be somewhere. I'm going to do this every day at the same time. Like this is going to be my reading hour. This is going to be my meditation hour, whatever, you know, develop that consistency. Cool. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this some more. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Since we're talking about making changes that will improve your life, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. This home study course is all about creating the life you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the Moment, It's Your Life will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, drop a few pounds, take a trip, or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you're ready to give yourself permission to have it all, seize the moment, it's your life is for you. Just go to holisticsexedradio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life. It will change your life. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So, Kevin, can you, like, talk a little bit about some of the things that you learned as you were recovering from your eating disorders? Yes, several things. Uh, The brain likes to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. I think that's – I think everybody deals with some sort of procrastination at some point. I think the I think the reason we procrastinate is we're not sure if it's going to work, you know, or we're not sure how to do it. Mm-hmm. So say, oh well I'll just I just won't do it. Or we're gonna have to try multiple times before we get a result. And it's not it's not fun 
exerting effort when you're not sure it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's like, that's like saying, I'm not going to start a business unless I'm absolutely sure it's going to work. Yeah. Right. So you have to be, yeah, we're starting a podcast unless I know people are going to listen. Well, there's, yeah. there's no guarantees. You <laughs> that's have, right. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or like me starting a YouTube channel when you're not sure anybody's going to watch. And for a while, nobody was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with creating new habits. It's like, well, I'm not sure it's going to work. I don't know if this is the right way to go. Now you can hire somebody like me to help facilitate that process, but you really have to want to change. I think that was another problem I had is that I wasn't sure if I wanted to change. It's like, I think I wanted to change, but eh, not enough to do it today. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have enough, I didn't have enough um, like resolve. I didn't have a big enough reason to exert the energy to do it and say goodbye to those old habits. So you have to have a powerful why before you start any endeavor mm-hmm. or else when the times are tough, you're going to quit. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, this isn't, this isn't paying anything. And uh, you know, nobody's, nobody's watching. So it can, it can be frustrating. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I've tried so many things and nothing works. You know, screw it. I think I'm going to quit. Right. Yeah. Having a powerful why that is definitely, that's big because that's something that you can kind of pull yourself back to, you know, when you fall off the wagon or whatever, it gives you a place to go back to like, Oh, this is important to me because X, Y, Z. Exactly. Call it why power. Mm-hmm. Why power. So, I mean, mo- mo- motivational videos and montages, those are fine. I don't think those are enough when, times are hard mm-hmm. I mean, you really have to have a strong reason to do it. So like, why, why does anybody run for office? It's like beyond me, like, why would you want to do that? It's like, I don't know, maybe they have a really strong motivation. They must. Right. Cause it takes so much energy. Mm-hmm. And they, maybe they want to create change. Maybe they like the status. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, know, and, but- and, and there's a certain price that comes with, you know, putting yourself out there because, you know, there's people who support you and then there's the critics and you know, it's like who wants to put themselves through that public experience unless you really have something important to share. Yeah. You have to deal with the trolls and the haters and the media Mm -hmm. and, and there's a 50% chance that you're going to lose. Yep. And all you get, all you get is a t-shirt. Yeah. Right. Uh A little footnote in history. (laughs) A little, exactly. (laughs) I came in second place. Uh huh. Uh, now, fortunately, the stakes are not that high. Yes. In this case, but you still have to have that Y power because you're going to fall multiple times. So, what's when you do when you do fail? And I hate to use that word, but when you don't get the result that you want, what is your why? You know, yeah. What's, what's going well, to keep you going? And truth is, I mean, and so for some people, you know, your life might be at stake. You know, weight is a huge issue. There's tons of yeah. health problems that come with it. And so, you know, there could be, you know, a very powerful why in that way, too, is, you know, taking care of your health and making sure that, that you live a long, healthy life. Because having a long, sick life is not a lot of fun <laughs> or a short, sick life either. 
Yeah, you take, uh-huh. take take your pick. Take your pick, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, well, yeah. What is what is your reason? Is it is it health? Is it is it vanity? Is it um, do you have do you already have some condition and you want to get rid of it, or are you trying to avoid a certain condition? You know, have you know what's your what's your compelling reason? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what else did you learn as you were going through your recovery experience? The change is not always fun. Mm-hmm. I think dreaming is always a lot more fun. Yeah, right. But that's that's how it is. It's almost like a crucible. It's like, how bad do you want it? Right. Do you want to change or do you not? And unfortunately, I think for the longest time, I was comfortable where I was. And I was comfortable with those standards. And I was willing to tolerate a lot of things that I should have never tolerated. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself, what are your standards and what are you willing to tolerate in your life? Yeah. And, you know, that whole thing where, you know, you were comfortable, it's like you weren't uncomfortable enough to change. Apparently not. Mm-hmm. And the brain is designed to seek comfort. It's not designed yeah. for success. It's designed for survival. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why it keeps doing what you've been doing because that's what it knows. Right. And it's, it's a routine. It's familiar. As awful as it is, it's still familiar. Right. And, and feels safer than the unknown. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, that's dangerous. Let's not go there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anything else you can think of as far as like things that you learned while you were going through your recovery? That the brain is a uh, is a tricky thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. So we we like to think that we have control all the time. We often don't, unless you're really aware and you're conscious. But uh, we have we develop these habits and these these routines and these and these pathways. And sometimes it feels like we don't have control, and it's it's true mm-hmm. to an extent. It's amazing what what our brains can convince us to do. So it, even though we know what the right thing to do is, we do the opposite. Yeah. And it's because you have these different parts of your brain competing for control. And that's, that's why it feels sometimes like there's a, a civil war mm-hmm. in your head. No, let's do this. No, let's go this way, this way, that way. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the demon and angel. Yeah. I was just thinking exactly that. It's like, Oh, Eat this piece of cheesecake. No, don't eat it. But that looks so good. <laughs> you know, how do you how do you like wrestle that angel or the uh, the demon? How do you wrestle the demon down to the ground so you're yeah. not like picking out on uh, on uh, the cheesecake or whatever the the box of cookies? Yeah, or how do you how do you bite your tongue mm-hmm. when somebody says something stupid? How do you how to keep your mouth shut? Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's all about instant gratification versus delayed gratification. If you think about it, that's mm-hmm. kind of the war between the brain. One brain is dreaming about this amazing future, and the other part of their brain is like, oh, let's, let's get our pleasure today. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, let's eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, they've actually done some fun experiments with uh, kids and delayed gratification and stuff. You know, put a kid at the table with a cookie and say, if you if you wait, oh right, you can you know you'll get something even better. And yeah, it's hard for them to wait. Yeah, the old the old marshmallow <laughs> test. Yeah, yeah uh huh, exactly. Yes. 
So do you have like some tips uh, for people to help them, you know, break the patterns of like overeating and, um, you know, binging? Yeah. Identify, identify the, the when, the where and the what. Because usually people repeat these habits in a mm-hmm. similar place, a similar time, and it's a similar food. Mm-hmm. So try to observe the process as if you're a third party. Okay. And that's going to give you some clues and some ideas on why you're doing it. Because the big question is why? Why does this happen? Where did this come from? How did I develop this? And then, and then just take some mental notes. And then once you identify the problem in the situation, then you can start to assess it and start mm-hmm. and, and create a different plan. Mm-hmm. But as long as you are acting automatically, mm-hmm. you don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. So do you have like some suggestions on helping people get to the why? Because I have the feeling that some of these whys might be like deeply rooted, you know, self-conscious or subconscious kind of thing, early childhood type stuff. Like, like how, how can people identify the why behind why they're binging and, and overeating? Yeah. Uh, think of the last time when you had a normal relationship with food. When was the last time you were just a normal, typical eater? And then what changed? Something changed. You didn't get the idea from, from, from nowhere. So for me... I was 20, 21, something. I was normal, just having my, my breakfast cereal in the morning and you know, typical dinner at night. I don't know, granola bar in the afternoon. And then I got the idea to become pesco-vegetarian. And then I started weighing food. And then I started using apps. And then I started weighing myself every day. Blah, 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 blah. So I can identify a single point in my life where things went awry. Mm-hmm. And then start doing the opposite of all that. Mm-hmm. Get rid of those, start challenging those beliefs and adopt the opposite behavior. Because you were fine at one point and then you took a different direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, <clears throat> so you, you can identify in like your tor- turning point in your 20s. And what about, like, I know you've worked with clients and that sort of thing. So I'm curious, like, have you seen or have you, because I would imagine that some of these behaviors are adopted during childhood, you know, like whether it's, you know, eat all the food on your plate or, you know, we don't have enough of this or that, or, you know, like there's certain patterns that start younger than that. So I'm just curious, like, um, you know, what you've seen with your clients and, and things like that too. Usually there's, not always, but mm, comments from other family members or they were part of the cheerleading team. There was competition between the other cheerleaders or they were part of some competitive sport where weight was an issue. Mm-hmm. So gymnastics, track and field. For men, it would be wrestling. Um, or, for example, there's, I know somebody who, who said that her mom always uh, berated her for being overweight and she had to meet some ideal 
So I hate to say it, but a lot of times the problem lies with the parents. Mm-hmm. I don't think parents mean to damage their children. Um, but a lot of, but it can be those comments, even if it is out of love, those comments can have long-term effects. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, um, let's talk about this some more. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Since we're talking about making changes that will improve your life, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. This home study course is all about creating the life you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the Moment, It's Your Life will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, drop a few pounds, take a trip, or learn a new craft, If you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you're ready to give yourself permission to have it all, seize the moment it's your life is for you. Just go to HolisticSexEdRadio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment It's Your Life. It will change your life. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. All right. So this last part we have about seven minutes or so. Um, is there any anything in particular that you'd like to leave people with? I, I just say do something today. Mm-hmm. So don't. Don't wait for the perfect moment. There are no perfect moments. There are no perfect circumstances. Uh, there's eight planets in the solar system. They're never going to be in line. And if they are, it's going to be a long time. Mm-hmm. So do find one thing that you can change today. And once you make that change, don't go back. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't, don't concede territory. Conquer that territory and occupy it. And okay. it doesn't have to be an overnight. It doesn't have to be a huge change. You don't have to overhaul your life in one day. That's too much. Just like I say, that low hanging fruit mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to prove to yourself that you can make a change. Yeah, definitely. So, so, yeah. so what would you like say for somebody who, you know, wants to lose 20 pounds or something like that? Like, what would you do? Like what suggestions would you give them to like start making changes to like their diet um, to help them move in that direction? Like, I, w- I would say take inventory of, of your diet. Like what, what is a typical day for you? 
And if you want, if you want the a good return on investment, focus on like the mindless eating, the entertainment eating, or what I call the hedonic eating. Mm-hmm. It's it, it definitely has physical effects because you're 20 pounds overweight in this example. Mm-hmm. But you're you're not even you're not going to notice it much if you eliminate it. You're not noticing it now. You know if you if you're if you're eating it mindlessly and you're not paying attention, how can you miss it? So it's kind of like you're getting rid of the effects with, but you're not noticing any, any change in, um, in the, in the amount of enjoyment that you get each day. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where I would start. Where is all that entertainment eating? Mm-hmm. Focus on that. Mm-hmm. So basically, Eating at times when you're not really hungry, whether it's to entertain yourself or you're sitting in front of the TV eating a bowl yeah. of popcorn or eating to stay awake because you're up too late kind of thing. So eliminating those types of um, non-hunger involved munching. <laughs> yes, exactly. So get, if, you have that, if you have a candy jar next to your computer, or if you have candy in your drawers or something, maybe put that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 an easy win, and it's an easy way to start making progress. You don't mm-hmm. notice it, but you will see a change on a scale, and maybe your clothes will feel a little looser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So actually, you just mentioned something. Um, let's talk about hidden food. Like, uh, I was just thinking that, um, you know, I had a, a, a nephew, he's since grown up and moved out of the house and stuff, but my sister used to find, like, wrappers everywhere in his room. Like, he would take food into his room, eat it, and, you know, hide, you know, hide it in there, hide the wrappers, the evidence, all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about food hiding. <laughs> What's up with that? Uh, it's, he's probably engaging in some behavior that he doesn't want to reveal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot of people with eating disorders or, or not even that, just people who habitually overeat or they eat at night, they hide evidence. They don't want to tell anybody it's, mm-hmm. and it's shameful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I hear that a lot. I certainly did that. I always, uh, if I, I, I didn't want to leave footprints, Right on the ground, so I always wanted to, to cover my tracks, and I knew how to get rid of the evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's that's a that's a common behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people would, yeah. And I think too, you know, you said that there's a lot of shame involved. I think you're right with that. Yeah, it's like I can't even control myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it is it is kind of embarrassing. It's like I can't feed myself. It's a basic skill. Why can't I do this? Mm-hmm. And you don't know what the reaction is going to be. How will, how will my family or my friends react if I tell them? All right. That I'm eating a whole container of ice cream at right. night or something. Uh-huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and so like somebody who's doing something like that, who's maybe, you know, got a pattern of behavior where they're hiding food or like binging, you know, binging and hiding and this kind of stuff. Like what, what could they do to kind of come out about that? Because, you know, let's just assume that there's family members there, you know, like how can you 
like let them know that you're struggling with this and maybe ask for help in some way. Fortunately, we have internet Mm -hmm. these days and there's plenty of people like me who are willing to help people with those problems. Mm -hmm. So we're a phone call. It's it's not just me. I mean, I don't, I hate hate to use the word competition, but um, there are other coaches out there as a coach for everybody. Sure, or, or in some cases, if it's if it's severe enough, and there's other mental health issues, and definitely a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't help everybody, um, so find them. I mean, they're on they're on social media, and these days there's a solution to every problem. So there's no reason these days to suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. None at all. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with people, like, what is the primary focus that you take? Do you like start off with like a like a mindset approach or do you focus on like the food and the dietary aspect or how do you, how are you working yeah. with people? Yeah. I like to focus on the, the beliefs first mm-hmm. and the mindset because mm-hmm. you have to, I don't think you can really focus on the, the diet and the weight loss and that comes later. Mm-hmm. What you need now is a solid foundation. You need the right beliefs and you need to adopt the right habits and then you can, then you can control what you eat because okay. you don't need, they, they don't need another meal plan. Sorry, right. the last thing they need. But if you don't, the, a meal plan is great, but if you don't have control, then how mm-hmm. can you follow the meal plan? Mm-hmm. Right. Makes sense. And I know that, you know, like we said, that you, you work with people and stuff and you're offering a free uh, strategy session for folks who are interested. Can you tell people a little bit about that and what they might expect if they were, to uh, call and set up a session with you? Sure. They, they're going to talk with me. It's about 30 minutes. We're going to identify their challenges, uh, what's, what's blocking them from the habits that they want to create. And then I'll see if I can help them overcome those challenges. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really that simple. Okay. Cool. So we're going to post a link on the, uh, in the show notes for everyone over on Holistic Sex Ed Radio. And, um, yeah, it's been great having you on the show. And I think that people will get a lot out of this as far as, you know, looking at the reasons that we're doing some of this stuff, you know, eating in these unhealthy ways. So thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. All right. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.